Hey everyone, Paul here. Wanted to let you know that Chris and I are sadly out this week, but we did not want to leave you hanging. So we are reposting what is one of my personal favorite episodes, our Flat Earth episode, where George Norrie interviews David Weiss. It's a ton of fun. It got us into a little bit of trouble on the Flat Earth websites, but hey, you know, why not repost it again? So here you go. Please enjoy the episode, and I promise you all we will be doing a Time Traveler Open Lines episode next week. I owe it to you. It's happening. If I don't get it up next week, send the podcast, please, after me. Please enjoy the show. In the high desert in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome back to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. For any new listeners, this is a podcast where two brothers analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show coast to coast am my name is paul and i'm the guy that listens to this very inexplicable radio show here with my brother hey it's chris i'm the rogers to your hammerstein except with no broadway component at all maybe we should have one though a little singing opening yeah if you're you open work to- on it dude i'll i'll do anything but uh i'm not gonna do it on my own because like i said no ability whatsoever to be on Broadway. That'll be on the yet to be created Patreon is the um, the musical version of this podcast. We'll start working on a musical version. Actually, I think a paranormal conspiracy theory Broadway musical would do pretty well. It's not a terrible idea. It's not a People terrible idea, it. dude. It's, you add some like hip hop elements and, you know, things like that. People love that shit now. It's like half the musicals coming out. Yeah, well, you know, after Hamilton, you gotta you gotta remix. You know, right. people are tired of the bland, yeah. like Lay Miz Phantom crap. Maybe we it's could fresh. we could put a fresh new coat of painting on the JFK conspiracy. A JFK uh assassination conspiracy musical. Yeah, dude. And then you know, but then it's like gangster rap, right? And so, like, JFK is doing a gangster rap. It kind of turns into, like, an East Coast, West Coast beef thing. And the CIA is, like, the West Coast. And JFK is the East Coast, obviously, since he's from Boston. So I think what you're describing is West Side Story, but with JFK's assassination. Right, except the assassination of JFK. I think we got something there. We'll, we'll have we to start workshopping that. I think we're going to have to workshop this. Yeah, come check out Coast to Coast PM for the world's first rap musical of the jfk assassination it'll be great well chris i have an episode for you today oh boy and discussing today this one may melt your brain okay it is the flat earth theory oh no yeah it's okay it's bad and let me tell you why i want to talk about this though is because george nori typically gets criticized for not pushing back on any of his guests all right. Which is very true. He brings them on. He doesn't really ask any follow-up questions and he just lets whatever they say stand. And that is one of the big reasons why people don't like George as much as they liked art, because art would actually be a bit more inquisitive. He would push back when something didn't make sense. Right. He was there for entertainment, but he wouldn't let everything slide. Right. Listening to this was the first time I've heard George actually push back on a guest in a long time. 
really that's yeah. kind of interesting though he yeah did, yeah he, he was like listen i can believe a lot of things but flat earth is not going to be one of those things which is why i find this a little funny because flat earth is infuriating as a concept but with george i think this was where i i think we found the line right yeah right and I, I think part of what this project is for us is kind of analyzing not only like the the guests on coast to coast and the things that people believe, but also the evolution of the show and kind of jumping back and, and showing the juxtaposition of how it used to be versus how it is today. Right. And I think this is a good example of like, okay, we found George's line and it's the earth being flat. Right. Right. Like it's totally acceptable to believe that the 1969 Apollo mission to the moon was staged in a lab. Right. But we eventually go to the moon. Yes. And that in itself tells you that the world isn't flat, mm -hmm. which I'm sure they have a explanation to all that. What I guess we'll get into it, but uh, I, I am fascinated because though I've seen flat earthers around, I've never taken the time to dig into at least some of the beliefs so yeah and I that's a little excited to hear that that's the thing about flat earth for me is that flat earth was the first time because i actually ran into a flat earther once in a bar and i argued with him for about an hour because that's what i do with my time i was gonna say that does sound like you yeah and it was the first time that i realized how hard it is to argue with conspiracy theorists who have completely lost any foundation to reality right because they start bringing up things and you have no idea what they're talking about and it's it's a very difficult conversation right. to have and that was the first really out there like weirdo thing that i started digging into to, to try debunking um well i wouldn't say tried to debunk because it is completely ridiculous so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to be hearing from a guy named David Weiss, who was a former commercial solar developer, and uh, he has been taking on Flat Earth since 2015 and is the creator of the app called Flat Earth Clock App. Flat Earth Clock App. <laughs> yeah, total boomer style. What does yeah, the app do? The, the app breaks down how the sun works on a flat earth, and it, it breaks down different videos showing that the moon isn't really a circle or sorry, the moon isn't a sphere. It's a circle and right. tries to demonstrate how time zones still can function on a flat earth model and things like that. So they kind of believe in like paper Mario world. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Everything's just not. It's, it's kind it's of lame fun. though. Oh yeah. It's pretty lame. Everything's actually 2d. We just see in 3d. <laughs> so we're going to hear his evidence and kind of break, break that right. a little bit. And I also think it's a great example of the fact that people can make themselves believe whatever they want to believe. Right. Right. Uh, and even if it doesn't actually make any sense, he has decided this is true. So therefore it is. But before we do right. that, Chris, we got to check in with Tim Banal at the coast to coast AM blog, our favorite blogger. So the headline for today's article Mars rover hoax theory resurfaces. Interesting. I didn't know people didn't believe that there was a rover on Mars. They do not believe there's a rover on Mars. I think this fits That's in well surprising. with Flat Earth because yeah. space is fake according to Flat Earth. Right, right. Okay, let's go. So conspiracy theories about the images of Mars collected by NASA's rovers are almost as old as the landings on the red planet themselves. Prominent among them, the accusation that NASA has misrepresented photos of the terrain at Canada's Devon Island as being those captured by the rovers on the surface of Mars. 
they have the specific island that the Mars photos come from. Yeah, the, that's pretty awesome. The island that they're saying NASA's faking these photos. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about if they're right. They're just like, what's kind of a desolate area? Uh, Canada. 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 Yeah, it's Canada. There's, there. there's like five. Uh, there's nobody there. Complicating the issue is the fact that NASA has indeed used Devon Island as a testing ground as part of its Houghton Mars project. Okay, it's extremely cool. rocky terrain makes it a suitable place to conduct analog missions in order to plan for the real thing. So they have done this. Like they yeah, have taken the road. Yeah, and uh, this is an island that they've actually used. And this is also the most internet thing where NASA does a test run, which you should do with a rover because it's really expensive and you're sending it eight months into space to land on a planet, you want to make sure it doesn't break when it gets there. Yeah, uh, it goes over its first rock, and it's finished. It just breaks down completely, and they're like, well, there goes uh, $13 billion. (laughs) Spending an enormous amount of money, spending years in the planning, and then it gets a flat tire on the first day. Immediately. (laughs) They designed these things to run for years. And uh, I I think the one there has been on there for like uh, 15 years and is still feeding back. I was going to say, it's gone longer than they anticipated. Yeah, and it recently had its birthday. And every year on its birthday, it hums happy birthday to itself, which is the saddest thing. I've ever it's seen. Also, a little terrifying that, like, if this thing keeps on going, foreseeably, right? Yeah. The human population has ended, and this thing is just roving around Mars every year on its birthday, humming itself happy birthday. There's just something like incredibly like post apocalyptic noir to that. That would make a really good college short film. Yeah. You know, yeah, I could see that. You it's know, a very... little, it's a little like Wally, yeah. actually. Yeah, it really is. It is a Wally type situation. Everyone's it's gone. A Wally it just keeps. Type, it's a it, yeah. it's a Wally type situation. It keeps doing its function. So recently, the hoax has resurfaced again online with renewed allegations that the closest NASA's gotten to Mars has been Arctic Canada which is interesting. Some of those weighing in on the matter, in fact, seem to question the notion that Mars itself exists at all. Okay, so this is your flat earthers and stuff like that. Yeah, so this is definitely flat earthers or people who think that NASA's fake. Because there what are... Think the, when you look up in the sky and see Mars, what do they think that is? No one knows. We're going to hear that today, man. No okay. one knows what these are. Okay. okay. No one knows. <laughs> just my favorite part. They don't even offer answers. Yeah, they just know. say, there's no way to tell, man. Has Have they never looked through a telescope? <laughs> Great. We're going to get into it. Okay. It's frustrating. All right. Okay. This may this seriously hurt my head when I was listening to it. That's okay. why I want to talk about it. All right. It's interesting. It's interesting is all I'm going to say. You're going to give us a highly skeptical episode, huh? You're just, we're jumping right into the skepticism. We're like, jumping. I don't like when people mess with space. That's my problem with it as well, is that it, why, why I like, okay. Let's let's finish this. And we're going to jump into okay. the flat Earth. Yeah, yeah, right. So I also wanted to show you pictures of Devon Island and photos okay. of Mars. So you can All right. see. What show me is. pictures of Devon Island. I can't wait to see this desolate so, Canadian environment. This is a picture of the NASA Curiosity rover um, on Devon Island. Okay. Oh shit! So Chris. I mean, this it looks is, like Mars. Yeah, this is what Devon Island looks like. It does look like Mars in that it is a completely rocky, desolate 
landscape. And it's like reddish tinted too, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it does, to be fair to the conspiracy heads, <laughs> it does kind of look like the pictures of Mars that they've sent us. It's it's not the worst conspiracy, and at least there is a thing that looks like Mars that they use. But right when you think about it, of course it is. That's why they use it, because it has a similar terrain to Mars. Right. Otherwise, right, you course. can't run it through, you know, Seattle. You, you are going to find the place right. on Earth that is most similar to test it. Yeah. And that's where they right. tested it. They they hit it out of the park. You know, I've I've heard worse. Devon Island. Of- <laughs> Devon Island looks like Mars. Yeah. But that's the thing is that that's and that's where the conspiracy comes from, is that because they tested it there. Therefore, all these pictures are actually fake and Mars doesn't exist. Yeah. Listen, to give the conspiracy heads a modicum of credit, I bet a couple of pictures were accidentally leaked and they're actually from Canada and they're like, oh crap. Uh, I don't yeah, believe just say, that. Just say, just say that's Mars. Just say I that's do Mars. not believe that anyone screwed up that badly that they accidentally <laughs> oh, dropped a picture I, I, from Canada. Oh, dude, it's government work, dude. Somebody definitely released a whole, like, 20 pictures of Devon Island, Canada from the, and from the Mar- into the Mars troves, and they're like, oh, crap, just leave it. That would if you say anything, it'll make it worse. There's no way. <laughs> I do love the idea, though, of there's some intern that they put in charge of uploading these photos, and he does grab the wrong stuff. Like, that. Yeah. That would be very funny. The Twitter page is nothing but actually Devin Island pictures. And somebody's like, dude, that's the wrong file folder. <laughs> Some college kid was just hung over and dragged the wrong uh, photo dump into the, the website. That's Canada, not <laughs> Mars. We're going to get reamed. Dude, you know how this works. The internet's <laughs> insane. The internet right. is a bad place. And today we're going to be jumping into more about why the internet's a bad place, Chris. Flat Earth Theory, just as a quick overview of today's I was going to say, give me, give me the rough outline, because yeah. other than it being that we live on a flat plane, I don't really know if I know all that much about the intricacies of Flat Earth. We're going to get into the Flat Earth canon today. So Flat Earth Theory is the modern concept that the earth is not actually round it is flat so this gained prominence in around 2015 due mainly to youtube videos of armchair flat earthers making the argument that we're being deceived by scientists and governments to hide the facts that the earth is truly flat okay so So this is this is a modern conspiracy this is not an old conspiracy the the current incarnation of it is very modern so there was a flat earth society in the 1800s that really? was main basically it was it was based around a lot of biblical philosophy okay so the earth has to be flat because the bible is true and is right. indisputable fact therefore it cannot be round In the 50s, there was another guy that did this. But in terms of the flat earthers nowadays, it doesn't have the same Christian foundation for a lot of folks. It's okay. It's purely a conspiracy theory that has separated itself from the Bible in a lot of in a lot of spheres, if you will. All I can think of right now is Carl Sagan in Cosmos doing his experiment as to why the Greeks knew that the earth was round. 
in like 700, 800 BC. And that's the that's the really infuriating part about this is that we've known this for so long, like so long. It, it's like that that you know fake story when you're a kid and it's like oh you know Columbus sailed because he like knew the Earth was round when everyone else thought it was flat. No one thought the Earth was flat. In Nobody the thought it was flat. Everyone knew it was round. They didn't know how long it would take to get around it, but we knew it was round. Yeah. So. A consistent theme among flat earthers is to not trust any observations that you have not directly made yourself or have <laughs> personal experience with. Uh, hey, listen, I, I can kind of buy that. Yeah. So what you're going to hear today is a lot of situations of him saying things that you can like do in your garage, which also relies on a very basic misunderstanding of science in general. Right. Because oh, I can't wait to hear the garage experiments. I'm going to run a couple of them. Yeah, and the, the thing is, is that you can do personal experiments to prove the Earth is round with the technology that you have in your house. Right. The Greeks did it. Um, uh, that's, yeah. Uh, the, look, if the Greeks did it, you can do it. Yeah, it's just they don't do those ones. They just, like, they have, like, a bucket of water. They say that the water's flat, therefore the Earth is flat. Like, that's the kind of logic that they utilize. Right. Um, so they, they also say that the the round earth conspiracy continues to this day so that governments can continue to embezzle money on space programs. Nice. So NASA's fake. We're not sending anything into space. Right. What they're doing is just taking money from our pockets. It is embezzling money. That's how they're doing it is the space programs and not the military industrial complex. Yeah, I love the idea not that insurance, <laughs> yeah, not the pharmaceutical companies like you have so many people to choose from and you go after the space agencies. Yeah, that's do you understand why this is so infuriating? This is it. It's like there are so many real things out there that you can focus on <laughs> and you're going after NASA. <laughs> yeah. And like. Listen, I love to get a little conspiratorial about the real things. And you're going to go like NASA is like a rounding error in the money that they get that the government sends to the rest of the governmental, non-governmental arena. Yeah, I wish NASA and, got a lot more money. I, I wish that this wish. was possible. <laughs> this would be great. Yes. If NASA could be like if NASA was the DOD where the DOD right. gets all of the money that they would ever want. Yeah. They get a trillion dollars a year. And the NASA gets like scraps. Right. So yeah. the, the other thing about that around and then, and then we'll start talking about the a huge amount of bezeling yeah. that they're do, yeah. doing. And another aspect of this theory, Chris, is that the, so the earth is basically a pond, right? A big pond. And big we're ponds. encompassed by Antarctica. So Antarctica is not a con continent. It's a big okay. Surface. It's all around us. We're surrounded by an ice wall. Okay, got it. Yeah. What's beyond that ice wall? Got no it. one knows. No one knows what's out there. Right. No one's ever. Well, it's all ice wall after that. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So we're gonna start off with our good friend David Weiss, the flat earther, telling George that his production team. It's just a bunch of stupid globe bitches, right? They do not understand flat earth and they already screwed up. This is the first thing this guy says is that your production okay. team screwed up on the images that you're using for this episode. <laughs> the idea of a flat earth mixed in the heliocentric, the globe model is absolute 
um, insanity. If we look at the thumbnail that your producers chose to put on the website, they Googled Flat Earth, and Google served them a picture of a flat disk or a turn-up yep. floating in heliocentric space. No Flat Earther thinks that. So we, we want to wipe that from our minds. It's not floating in space. It just is. It's just what exists. Right, right, right. There's nothing other than the Flat Earth. Yeah, so you have to completely shrink the entire universe down for while you're listening to this. It's not you know, a flat plane floating in space. This is it. This is all of the universe. Right, right, right. It's yeah. just the flat earth. It's just the flat. So wait, what are the, what is the sun? We don't really know. According to this guy. It's just there. So the sun, the moon, the stars, it's just what's above. All right, I'm already confused. Yeah, so, but here's the thing, Chris, is that he wants you to do your own research on this, right? Right. You got to figure this out for yourself. Always, he, always. He, he is just research. the spirit guide. And tonight, what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce, I'm not going to, I'm not here to convince you that the earth is flat. I'm here to get rid of ideas of what flat earth is, which it isn't, and help you see what the heliocentric model is. And then I'm going to ask you to make up your own minds. Tonight, I'm going to point to a whole bunch of doors that you've never seen. And it's up to you whether you go through them and take a look. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so George starts giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. all right, let's let's hear from this guy. Let's see what he has to say. Yeah. I'll uh, listen. There's always doors. I will choose to go through it or not. And that's the thing is that he is opening a door. So let's let's take a look at this door. Let's see what's through. I've got to see more of this door because I'm already confused. And this is one of those things that Neil deGrasse Tyson himself says, whenever someone comes to you with a a particular theory, you always have to hear it out and say like, okay, can this be tested? Can this be provable? Like if it's crystals, say like, okay, let's see how how do these impact people? Let's do a double blind study, see if there is an effect outside of placebo, things like that. Right. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to, we're just going to see where this takes us. So number one, Chris, Globists are brainwashing you. You can't trust them. What did you think about planet Earth? What did you think about the moon? It seems like every object is round. What did you think of all that? George, I love space. I love all of that stuff. And that's uh, by design. Before, we're, we're, before we could even talk, our parents probably put a mobile of the solar system over our, head, over, over our crib. <laughs> we had NASA sheets. We, Sesame Street had astronauts on. Walt Disney you know, have, have astronauts on. It's all about globe programming. And he goes back to the government and Disney brainwashing right. people a lot. Like Disney has a weird amount of focus for this guy. And I don't right. understand why. He's very well, anti-Disney. I'm going to give him a, little, a couple of points on this one, dude. Because like, again, not necessarily wrong. He's 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 shooting his shot at the wrong target. Well, that's that's the thing with this, though, right? Is that uh, here's what I don't understand. Like, is is Disney propaganda to brainwash kids to buy as, as any Marvel products as possible? Yes. Is Disney brainwashing youth about the globe? I don't understand what specifically about Disney is doing that. Uh, but this is where I am on. I I think they are propagandizing certain belief structures in their stuff absolutely i don't think that big globe is the thing that they're propagandizing that's what i don't understand what about disney specifically is globist in his mind out of all the things i think I think it's their subtle references, right? So yeah, he's being very literal in this. Everything he says is very literal. Right. But that's what I'm saying is that it's, 
I mean, like Space Mountain, right? And then you really have to go further back into the Disney, like 1950s, 1960s. But they did do a lot of those educational videos about like lemmings. Like that's the one that always sticks in my head when I think of Disney educational was that Disney made up that lemmings would like suddenly have an urge to run over the side of a cliff they forced those lemmings off the cliff i i do love the idea that what he is targeting is not disney movies but disney worlds where they have space mountain and then in epcot there's that like mission to mars right yeah that is hilarious is a globe that is so funny so I love that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give him a little benefit on doubt here, dude. He, you know, I was very skeptical, but I got I'm gonna listen. You know, the door, he's opening the door for he's me opening now. Opening the door. Let's see where this door takes us. Uh, I don't think it's a good place, but we'll we'll get your opinion. So what is flat earth, Chris? Like, let's try and actually get a definition. And this guy's hard to nail down. He's kind of wily about it, but right. we're gonna try to get there. We live in what I call the Antarctic Basin. They tell us. Antarctica is a continent at the bottom of the ball. Just like we see, we look at our globes, and it shows a continent at the bottom of the ball. But in reality, Antarctica is the land that surrounds the world pond. They tell us Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. Okay, that's very interesting. Well, the highest land on Earth could contain us. So think of all of the oceans of the world as a giant pond, all of the continents and islands as islands within that pond. The shoreline of our pond is Antarctica. So if you're on that lake and you're sailing around and you sail to the edge of the lake, you don't fall off into space. You step up onto the land. All right. Does that make sense to you? I Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting it. What's below? How far below does it go? Does he talk about that? He does. I don't have okay. a clip of it. What he says is no one knows what's beneath. Okay. Now, and, and here's one of my frustrating points with this guy as well, right? he whenever he is introduced to a piece of information or evidence what he says is well you weren't there you don't know right you can't actually prove that you can't trust that someone went to the moon because you haven't gone to the moon and i haven't gone right it's the uh it's the mac defense in in the serial defense the episode of always sunny in philadelphia it's the mac defense Yeah, yeah where he's you know well i believe things that i see and and experience yeah and he's like so you've experienced all the things in the science book <laughs> it is exactly that but here's <laughs> here's my ultimate problem is that he is selective about what he chooses to not believe versus what he believes. This right. man has not been to Antarctica. He does not know the height of Antarctica, but he's yeah. using the fact that scientists say that Antarctica is a high landmass as a defense for this theory. It's high. Therefore, if it encompassed us, it could hold everything. in. Right. He yeah, hasn't well, experienced you, that. You literally haven't walked around the giant pond that is Antarctica, right? Yeah, so therefore, according to his own logic, he has no foundation to actually base anything off of that bit of information. That's actually pretty funny. So he is logically inconsistent throughout this entire episode and does not seem to notice it. And the other thing that annoys me is that George does not call him out for that. Right. We're going to get to specifically what George that, gets mad about. To be about. fair, George didn't didn't even think of that. George didn't catch it. George is mad about one specific thing, and it's the moon landing. Okay. That is, oh, that is his course, red line. Dude. Yeah, that makes so much sense. But I was going to say, dude, I don't think George Norrie likes Hegelian 
dialectics and like that's a hegelian dialectic a little that's bit. true yeah. that's my fault yeah i yeah let's we'll continue on i'm i'm, I'm being uh, a skeptic and we hate them so here's here's a great question chris all right so the earth is flat what's going on with compasses what's go- what's going on with compasses how do those work right because they point north and we have directions and those directions do get us places how does that work? If you're on a, on a boat on a lake and you have a compass, that compass is going to point towards the center of the lake. No matter where you are, the north needle is going to point at the center of the lake. Now, if you try to go east or west, which is 90 degrees to that needle, that's not a straight line. Think about it. You have to go in a circle around, equidistant from that center. Billions with a B of people have circumnavigated the world east and west. So there is a... A mountain, the North Pole, at the center of the pond that is Earth, and then that is magnetic. So when you're traveling east to west, you're just going in a circle around the North Pole. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. And then when you when you go south, that's why Antarctica is always south. It's not because it's a continent at the southern pole. It's because when you go south away from the North Pole, you're always going to hit the giant ice wall. Okay. All right. Got it. Which is wild. Whoever thought of this, that is just, that is interesting. That it's, it, it, it almost has a kind of um, inception feel to it, right? When like she starts messing with the physics of the world yeah. and like the street goes on top of her. Yeah. It's really, it's just like bending reality. Yeah. Is what, is uh, what he's doing. It's kind of cool, actually. It's a very, it's a very strange. The physics of that world would be insane. It would be wild. It, it really is a dream world. Like if yeah. you were in Inception, then yeah, you could make this happen. Right. But there's no other reality where this is going to work. <laughs> it's kind of a cool thought though. It would be a good fantasy novel. Yeah. It's a cool thought though. Yeah. Good, good thought experiment. So throughout this episode, George kind of pushes him on the moon and uh, our, our friend Dave is very evasive first okay. right when astronauts have taken pictures of planet earth they're wrong pictures i mean in are, are you saying that those aren't authentic pictures or that they are well nasa admits that they don't have any photos of earth other than the one that was taken from the moon um and we took that picture from mm-hmm. their website put it into photoshop cranked up the levels and for some reason there is a square box around the planet earth now i wasn't there this is you know i was a small child when all of this happened Mm -hmm. i want to stay away from the moon i want to point to some other things and then we can figure out what's going on with the moon missions and everything else later that's a whole nother show so he doesn't want to talk about the moon but george george will nail him down eventually there's literally more pictures of earth than that there there are and he continues to say this that the only photo from uh, uh, the only photograph of Earth is the photo taken from the moon. And it's the classic shot from the moon where you see, like, I think they right. call it like Earth set or something. They, right. You know what I mean? So he, he continues to say that. That is not true. That's not true. It's not true at all. We have so many photographs of the Earth. 
I did some digging after listening to this to see, like, try to figure out what he's talking about. And there's a few okay. hints where he's like, they only give us images and not photos, right? Okay. So I believe what he's referring to is the fact that the pictures that you see that NASA posts online and, and that get promoted on news websites and stuff are composite pictures, right? So they combine uh, multiple pictures together so you can see the entire planet or with the recent right. um, universe photos that just came out from the, the um, what's the web telescope? It's composite pictures of different levels of light, right? So you got like infrared and you got the visible spectrum and you got ultraviolet. So you can actually see what's going on. And it also makes the, the pictures visually appealing. Right. So his issue seems to be with composite pictures, which is also how you see an entire image of the earth is that you can't really capture the earth all at once. So right. if you want the full globe, you have to have multiple pictures because of daylight and night. Yeah. Honestly. Right. Now, here's the issue with that. They have the raw photos posted online that you can find. Okay. And they kind of suck. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's never going to be as glorious as the composite photo. I mean, that's just basic photography. Yeah. It's, it's why, you know, photographers, like when I got married, you know, they, they use Photoshop to like make things look better. It's the right. same thing with NASA. They're trying to make these pictures as interesting as possible so that the public remains interested. Right. Uh, but you can find the raw photos. They post all of their raw photos online. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, this is what they're trying to stop. Yeah, but I guess he just doesn't look that far. He doesn't look that far. <laughs> but also, that I mean, just if you were thinking about, so let's just take those composite photos. The, there's another photo. I guess he could probably argue that this isn't a real photo. But what I was going to say is there's the great blue dot yeah. photo. Yeah. Where, uh, I think it's from the Voyager satellite. Yeah, the Voyager took one. Uh, Cassini, which was orbiting Saturn, also yeah. took a blue dot photo. Like, there are multiple ones of these. Right. Yeah. Right. But, you know, those don't count. Those don't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. So, you know, this this is an interesting guy. And, you know, when, when we're talking about directions, he goes back to directions of what south is, right? So it kind of digs in on this concept of Antarctica completely surrounded. You are heading south. And then if you keep going south, guess what? You're going to get to the end of our pond, not the end of the world, the end of our pond. That's the shoreline of Antarctica. You climb up onto that elevated land and you start walking away. And now you're a mile away, five miles away. You can't even see the lake anymore. Right. And you're going, I'm doing a smaller model, by the way. And you go, let's say you go 100 miles and then all of a sudden you find another lake. Think about that. Let me ask you a quick question, George. Sure. Do you believe in life on other continents? He's tying this in with the idea of UFOs and alien life now. OK, that's how he's trying to tie it is once you get to the other side of Antarctica, you're onto a whole nother great lake. Yeah. Okay. So it's a little like multiverse or, uh, you know, where like universes are stacked on top of each other, except they're on this for this guy, they're spread out. Yeah. It's the video game platformer version of a multiverse where right. if you just keep going in a straight line, you'll hit another universe, uh, a whole That's different like, video game. Whole you're going to go game. from, you're going to go from Mario to, uh, donkey kong yeah that's right. basically what he's describing so at one point i think he does say you know when we're talking about ufos that could just be someone from a different pond that has flown over right into yeah. our pond right okay yeah 
which like i said as a fantasy story that could be kind of this interesting. is very interesting this is all very interesting it's an interesting world they're creating it's it's such a world to weave as well and i really like the idea of this endless ice escape that you have to like trek through and that you can eventually get to another world yeah that is a very interesting idea conceptually you're right it's a very good book yeah it's a it's terrible in terms of making sense in the world we live in the real world right but i think this is one of those scenarios where this guy has just weaved a fantasy for himself and he really likes being in it it's a great fantasy yeah all right what else we got so we've talked about space a little bit and space keeps coming up because George is having a really hard time conceptually with what this guy's saying. And I it's I think it's because George isn't wrapping his head around how dumb this is. Right. And how little it makes sense. Like he's trying right. to fit it into a format that is coherent with his worldview. Yeah, and he can't he just, do it. <laughs> Here's the thing. You almost have to completely take the solar system, the space. You have to take it all out of the equation. Yeah, it's all gone. It's just gone. It's gone. You just, you're literally a, you have to be a, a, a being on just this planet. Yeah. All I know is that I am standing on something and, and like, that is my foundation. You got to take airplanes out of the equation. You got to take like multiple things out of the equation to start developing this world, but you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just, that's. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, because if you start adding variables to the equation, it gets messy. You can't complicate it. You it gotta gets keep it messy. Keep it simple, stupid. And I, I've i just gone ahead and taken all these things out of the equation. Yeah, oh, they're just gone. We can't talk about space. All right, fine. And well, not only can we not talk the about, equation. Not only can we not talk about space, Chris, space can't scientifically exist. Right. According right. to this man. Yeah. So right, let's listen course. why. Uh, oh, okay. Perfect. He explains we have, it. We have this. Okay. Good. It's, a, it's not a wait. good explanation, but it's an explanation, technically. <laughs> I need an I need an explanation to help me out of my equation. So I want to hear this. Space, they tell us, is a vacuum, a void, no air, no pressure. Well, we live in a pressurized system. Well, Nowhere in science, in a lab or in nature, can you have high pressure next to low pressure, let alone no pressure, and without a physical barrier, right? When you have a soda can and you crack the top, it goes, and that's because the pressure is equalizing. So why doesn't space suck all of the air off of Earth? And the only answer that the heliocentric believers can say is gravity is holding it down. But that doesn't work, because if I had a shoebox in a room... And I was holding it in the air and I sucked all of the air out of that room in a gravity system where you believe it, that air should stay in the shoebox. He has just compared the mass of the Earth in the Earth's gravitational pull to a shoebox sitting in a room. Right. Chris, do you see any problems with that? Uh, multiple, multiple problems. I was going to say, he really does have a doo-doo-brained understanding of all this. He does. I and and that when he was when he was describing it as a soda can I I again you can see you can see when you have these misconceptions how this can lead you down this road mm -hmm. right and cuz he's like 
he was talking about a high pressure against a low pressure and like you need a barrier this is impossible and it's like dude there's literally hundreds of miles of fluctuating pressure from you know sea level to the edge of space and like if it loses pressure over time which again scientifically makes sense it's like here's the best way to describe it right when you go into the pool the deeper you go the more pressure it there becomes right or when you're driving up a mountain and your ears start popping right it's because there's a difference in pressure there's a difference in pressure yeah so and it's just like that's not not being able to kind of like again physical things that we've done right yeah that we can that we've experienced ourselves yeah that we've experienced ourselves and that we can't like oh wow so the deeper i go into the planet because of science the more pressure there becomes the higher up i go the less pressure there becomes and there and it's a fluctuation right there's a certain point where you start feeling the pressure on a mountain and then your ears pop. And that's the funny thing about this too. And I think it's a great point, Chris, is that even if we take the logical foundation for his argument is valid, where we can only assume something to be true if we can directly experience it, you can still disprove everything that this guy says. I don't need to rely on scientists. Right. There's also a test that you can do where if you have a laser, right, and you have it perfectly level, and then you have a boat, right? And that boat has a big board on it. And then you put the laser at the bottom of the board and it's shooting right at the bottom. And then you put the boat and just drive it out. Then that laser beam is going to slowly float up because this water is, you know, supposedly flat. It actually curves. Right. So the boat, as it gets further away, is getting lower. And you can right. test that yourself. I guess he just doesn't want to do that one. Um, he also seems to not understand uh, basic mathematics, which is interesting. You can't tell the size or shape of something unless you know the size or the distance or you can actually physically measure it. He goes in saying that you, you we need to actually measure things and that you can't just like determine the size of things. So I guess he never took like trigonometry where you can use angles right. to determine that right. um, because that's just untrue. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, with some basic measurements, you can figure these things out. Well, and here's the funny thing. We, again, this is another one where we've literally been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah. If you've heard of the Mason-Dixon line, that was based off they were, which is actually, it's pretty cool. One was an astronomer and the other was a surveyor and they needed to be able to draw the line perfectly down because if you just walked in a straight line, that wouldn't be right, of course. Yeah. You're going a hundred miles, right? And so you had to go with the curvature of the earth. And so you needed an astronomer at the time to line you up on the planet that's some south carolina knowledge right there isn't that crazy that is interesting i didn't i didn't know that yeah and so like again this was in like the 1760s yeah that's interesting well you know but that's all fake because you can't trust them yeah but the other thing too chris is that gravity's not real okay gravity Uh, doesn't make any sense okay i I gotta hear this this one's this one's interesting this is interesting of course, okay. they tell us gravity keeps us grounded. 
Well, they, they tell us gra gravity is, a, is another thing. Gravity is a theory. Neil deGrasse Tyson himself says that 96% uh, um, of it is dark matter or dark energy, which no one's ever seen or measured, that, but it has to exist for gravity to exist. You know, in the scientific method, they say if you have a theory and the theory fails, don't make up stuff to prove your theory. Throw the theory out and come up with a new one. And the, just really quick on gravity is the Earth is, uh, we live in this electromagnetic system. The Earth is stationary. It's not moving. It has what we call a negative charge to it. And everything above the Earth in the air has a positive charge. Well, negative and positive attract each other. And it says, hey, down is this way. Down is this way. That electrostatic force, by the way, is like thousands of, and thousands of times more stronger than gra what they tell us gravity is. So the whole gravity model is ridiculous. Dude, so here again, he's got some interesting points, but it always brings him to doo-doo land. It takes it to. It's a great poop, way of putting it, honestly. Yeah. Poopy pants thinking. That is what this is. And so instead of being like, isn't that really interesting that gravity is still a theory and that it doesn't make a lot of sense in the way that it works? Right. And for me, what does that lead me to believe? Right. It leads me to believe that there is like a unifying theory. And all we're doing is describing aspects of it. You know, like we have this force, right? We have a nuclear force. We have a, we have a weak nuclear force. We have a strong nuclear force. We have gravity. We have electromagnetism. Like we have all these things, right? But they don't perfectly explain each thing, which is why they're all theories. Well, and the other thing too is that within science, a theory has a very specific definition. Right. And it's like an explanation of a thing. So a theory right. can't necessarily it can't it, it can't become a law. Right. And and laws also can't be theories like they are separate ideas. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, too, is that like he tries to point to dark matter as an idea that that is floating out there to explain the expansion of the universe as being why gravity is fake. And he he says that gravity can't exist without dark matter existing, which is not true. Dark matter is used to explain the expansion of the universe, but well, that also, it, gravity's existence doesn't rely on the existence of dark matter in any way. So I don't even care about that stuff. He's using space things to explain gravity, and you can't use space things. Space things is not in our equation. <laughs> That's actually true, because if they were making all this up, why wouldn't they make it more consistent? Why wouldn't right. they just have everything explained already? Well, and I don't even care about that part. It's just he's talking about space, dude. Space isn't in our theory. Yeah. Don't add it as a variable to explain. I need a this crazy ice enclosed world. I need a non-space explanation. Because it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. All right, it doesn't exist. Why are you telling me about dark energy and dark matter at the edges of the universe? There is no universe. Yeah, well, okay, so let's get away from space then, right? Because I agree okay. with you, actually. Uh, none of this should be relevant to his argument. Let's, let's, right. stay, let's stay grounded here. Terrestrial. Yeah, literally, literally yeah. grounded so, on the flat earth. This whole episode is uh, is him trying to make the argument for flat earth. And I pulled out his best arguments. These are the better ones. Okay. Which I think should tell you how good his overall argument is. Right. 
another one that he brings up is submarines. Um, submarines can use sonar. They send out a sonar wave, and it hits something, it bounces back, mm -hmm. and then they can interpret what it is. They can see other submarines at the bottom of the ocean over 100 miles away. There should be a mountain of dirt in between them over a mile high. And sonar doesn't climb a mountain, dive down the other side, bounce off a submarine, go back over the mountain, come back down, and go back to the sonar operator. Sonar goes straight. A submarine can see really far underground, so therefore the Earth is flat. That's in, that's the, that's or start underwater. Right, yeah, because the sound waves that they use travel in the way that they do. Well, and here's, here's the interesting thing about that, right? Number one, sonar doesn't go in a straight line. When you're using sonar, sound travels underwater in a wall. Right. So you're generating a wall that's going back and then bouncing back off. The other thing is that the, the assumption he's making in this argument is that the submarine is laying on the bottom of the ocean floor and shooting sonar out. The ocean's very deep and submarines are like two miles above the ocean floor. Right. So if there's a mile of dirt there, it doesn't matter because they're two miles up and can still see that far out to the right. other thing that's also really high above the ocean floor. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So and, and the other, I actually looked this up. A submarine can see 300 miles out, actually, which is pretty cool. Is that right? Yeah, it can see really far. Like modern submarines, they, they can see super far out. That's incredible. 300 yeah. miles. That's disgusting. And that's, Paul, yeah. This is, this is, I'm starting to develop my theory on this guy and possibly other flat earthers. Can I give it to you real quick? Yeah, please do. I would love to hear it. I think this guy is kind of an intellectual narcissist. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that because he can't explain it, other people can't explain it. And they just believe a flat out lie. Right. So he's just under the assumption that because he can't understand something, that means it's fake. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, dude, that just means that, like, for whatever reason, you didn't do the studying, you didn't do the mathematics behind it, you didn't do all these things. And so now people are lying to you. They're telling you fake things and you have to come up with some. Well, this makes more sense to me for whatever reason. I just I'm not that much of an intellectual narcissist. If you have things lined up behind it, I guess I'm more likely to believe somebody who has studied something their whole life being like, oh, I don't understand that for whatever reason. I understand this interesting thing, right? I understand politics better or history better than I understand astrophysics. Mm -hmm. But I understand that people look at those things like I look at history and government. Mm -hmm. And how much I know compared when I talk to them. And I, I, I believe this person that they believe what they're telling me. And because of that, I just at the end of the day to live in a modern society, you need a little belief. Like you, we can't yeah. all be complete like psychopaths and not believe anything anyone tells us. I, I think that's accurate. Because, I mean, according to this guy, I haven't been to China. Therefore, I cannot say for certain that China exists. You know, and that's absurd. Right. And so uh, Ronnie Reagan would always say trust, but verify. 
And I, I think that's a good way to live your life. Yeah, it's it doesn't mean believe everything that you hear. But if there is a general consensus and there are you know tr- sources that you should trust, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't understand a lot of the things he talks about in, in terms of the mathematics behind it. But conceptually, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's really interesting. And I know that he's not full of it. Right. And when there are areas that science doesn't quite understand, he kind of he loves those types of things. And he loves talking about that. Like this is a gigantic mystery. and We don't know how this thing works. And there are interesting ideas about how it could work, but we don't know for certain. And that's really cool. And what makes me mad about this guy, this this David Weiss guy, is that he is erasing the mystery of the universe. Right. Just gone. And most, most of this, a lot, well, not most, a lot of stuff. Gone. It's just a, gone. It's just gone. A lot of the stuff that you hear on, you know, a paranormal show like Coast to Coast kind of is someone trying to take something that happened and make it a lot more interesting than it actually is. And I have right. so much more respect for that than someone taking something vastly interesting and making it incredibly uninteresting. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting world that he creates, but it's not one that you ever think about. So like immediately it would be interesting, but like, living my life that way i would it would be disappointing compared to the universe compared to the whole universe and again it's like he isn't at all like yes i am a little bit conspiratorial absolutely like i just don't trust things outright especially dependent on the people who tell you so for me carl sagan is a saint dude Mm -hmm. he is sanctified yeah he is he will go down in the volume of history as a great proponent of science and understanding and like he is closer to my religion than than anything like this could ever be to my religion right Mm -hmm. because under Fundamentally speaking, that's what Carl Sagan taught us was to question everything and and the beauty of it all, the way it was all interconnected. And and he told us, right, same as Neil does, we don't know everything and there are mysteries and there is more for us to know. We get an answer and it leads to 10 more questions. I that is a beautiful world to me. Instead of retreading a question that we answered, you know, three thousand years ago or yeah. earlier, like pressure yeah. is like a Coke can, and it's like, okay, yes, a form of pressure is like a Coke can. You're not wrong, but you're dealing with different things here. Yeah, he's he's taking unrelated things, and at one point he actually talks about how people like look at planets and say, "Okay, that planet looks round; it looks spherical, therefore we're spherical." And then his analogy for that is, "Well, just because I'm looking at a light in my living room and the light is a bulb, doesn't mean I'm standing on a bulb." And I'm like, "Dude, these are completely unrelated concepts. Like Saturn is a planet; we're also a planet; we're on a planet. Like we have pictures of this, but." You know, I want to make sure that we do get to the moon landing portion, Chris, because this entire time, George kind of keeps asking, like, well, what is the moon? What is the moon? And David keeps saying, well, I don't want to get to that. I don't want to. I don't want, that's a right. different show. That's a different show. He finally George finally badgered him enough. Yeah, he and finally he's going got to, to it. answer what the moon is. And I don't think this is it from any sort of like journalistic standpoint. I think George was just confused. and He's like, wait, but what is the moon? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, no. well, George is doing what what 
us and our listeners didn't do is just say, just take space out. Just take it out. Just, just, it's not even a thing. Yeah. But George can't do that. So let's, yeah. let's get into it. Well, of bit. course. Yeah. So basically the question is, because it, it, we're getting to the point where it's like, so you don't think the moon exists, right? Is, is kind of where we are in this conversation. When astronauts, I, mean, it, I, we, I knew Edgar Mitchell. He was an Apollo 14 astronaut. He yeah. went, he went to the moon. I believe that. You believe well, that, that, don't you? But that see again, the the moon landings are it's it's literally we we do not have enough time. I don't work for NASA. I'm not there. I don't like to to speculate on it. But well, yeah, I gotta ask. Opinion, I gotta ask you this though, because the can of worms are open. Are are you saying yeah. we didn't go to the moon? I don't. I'm saying that I don't think the moon is a place that you can go. I mean, there were scientists in the 50s talking about that the moon is plasma. And uh, that, you know, that we can never go to the moon. So with that said, you know, the moon missions, as described, were not um, were not accurate. Well, we could have a large argument on that one, but that's a different we show. Could. That's why Dude, that one took George off, didn't it? Yeah, that one made him mad. And then at one point, he even calls out the fact that uh, that astronaut that George is talking about is a Freemason. Therefore, you can't trust him. Well, he would have been like a young man when the moon landings were happening. Yeah. I mean, he may have even been like 10, 12 years old. Yeah. And this really bothers George. Oh, I, yeah, dude. I, think, I mean, it goes against his sensibilities as some kind of great American, right? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that George is really proud of the fact that he knows an astronaut who went to the moon. Right. right. That he he's met these people. And that's a big deal to him. And I think for this guy to say that, to take that away from him is upsetting. Right. And I think that's the biggest reason why he's pushing back because on all the other things that we discussed, George does not push back on at all. He mostly just says like, oh, that's interesting. And then asks the next question. Yeah. And this is the line for him. Uh, and then he goes, he keep, continues on this route. Cause I think this is like finally bothering him. And he's like, wait, so you're, you don't believe anyone's been to space at all. You are. You're not saying though, that we've never gone into space. Are you? George again. Once you understand what space is, you have to make up that decision for yourself. I mean, I knew an astronaut, Edgar Mitchell. He went up there. He was on the moon. I believe the guy. And you know what? And from his point of view, he might be telling the truth. I wasn't there. I didn't meet him. I didn't see it. So, again, we're talking about testimony. Do you think, and now I'm not calling it Edgar Mitchell a liar at all, but do you think a man is capable of lying or being deceived and believing something is true when it's not. Oh, everybody is. Of course. Everybody. Yeah, is. of course. So, so again, you know, Edgar Mitchell, um, who, you know, is a Freemason, uh, told you a story. Dang. Edgar Mitchell, Freemason. 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 So I will say this, and this almost makes me like George because this is a. Th- I mean, that was a perfect pin on my point. George and the familiarity with this astronaut, right? Space is real, right? And he probably already believed in it and stuff like that. But he's able to personalize it Mm -hmm. in such a way. And like, this guy is so intellectually narcissistic that like, that can't even penetrate. Yeah. And, you know, and, and George is a good, a good view of what happens when you don't verify, mm-hmm. right? George, George probably has some ridiculous beliefs 
And it's because George is, is believing that person who told him this too much. And the thing is, I this is the difficulty with shows. I don't know if George actually believes this stuff, but I know that he doesn't push back on it. Right. So I think that's kind of the line. And if he did this more often where he actually pushes back on things, I think it would be a bit better of a show because he has some people on that are inexplicable. Right. And the things that they believe are completely ridiculous. And I think this is a good example of that. Right. Um, it's not all, you know, George Knapp talking with, um, you know, the the guy who made the documentary about uh, Edgewood and stuff like that. Or right. like even Skinwalker, which had scientists there trying to observe something. A lot of it is is stuff like this. Right. Which is completely ridiculous. Right. Right. So, yeah. And that's that's the frustrating part. David also goes into the fact that the ISS isn't real. So the International Space Station. Right. Well, dude, it can't be. It can't it be can't real. Be. Yeah. And that also is just an absurd thing that he says is that he claims that the ISS has no videos or pictures of it being built. And if it's this giant science, like this, this amazing isn't that false event, too. Yeah, so he claims that there's no images or videos of it being built. Completely untrue. Google International Space Station being built, and they have documentaries about it. Right. Like, I don't know where he's getting his information. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of them building it because they showed you how they attacked capsules. It's gotten bigger since it's got been up there. Yeah, there's videos of it being built on Earth and the scientists working on that. There's videos of it being combined in space. So if he wants to say they're fake, I've, I've fine, literally but... seen it pass in space. Yeah, you can track He's... it. So that's the thing with this guy is that a lot of things he says, like, they, they just aren't true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he wants to be like, oh, the Earth is flat and there's the sun is a spotlight traveling around the flat Earth. And that's why we get time zones like whatever, dude. But when he says things like there's no videos of the ISS being built, it's like, no, just go on YouTube. Like, right. And if he wants to say they're fake, then say they're fake. But there are videos of it being built. Um, so I do. There were a couple callers. He was not very popular amongst the callers. I'll just say that. Right. So even this guy is too much for the coast to coast audience, which is saying something. But this is this is again, this is my point. He has to take out what to some of these people is the most interesting aspect. I mean, if you believe in UFOs, if you believe in aliens, you automatically believe there's other planets. Yeah. And I, I think that's why he brought up the whole like keep walking and you'll find another right is he has to have an answer for it yeah you gotta have an end he has to have an answer for it yeah because nobody would take him seriously in the conspiracy and and paranormal world yeah yeah it's like you've just taken out everything yeah you've ruined all of it like that's not a yes and right that is a he you're shutting no it's a no and no and no like you have to add all of these no's and he's taking out the nose in his nose are the most fun. Yeah. The most fun stuff is in his nose. And that's the whole point of this in the end is to have fun. Really? Hollow good, earth, yeah. dude, hollow earth. Like at least there's something underneath it. At least there's other hollow earths out there. Yeah. You're making it more, more mystical as opposed to less right yeah so and the the callers also disagree right this guy so okay you know, yeah good, give us a caller good on them thank you sir um i have a few things to to say real quick um john glenn was first astronaut to circle the the earth i think he would wanted 
to be remembered uh, being the first astronaut to prove the Earth was flat, if that was true. Uh, another thing, there's 24 time zones around the world at 15 degrees medians. If what you were saying was correct, there would only be six time zones. Uh, another thing is astronauts on the International Space Station, uh, there's a, they're monitoring the Earth constantly moving around at all times. So I hate to say it, but the Earth is around. Sorry. All right. That's okay. That's your choice. And the- <laughs> that's Dude, your choice. And, and this is the thing, especially in America, you're messing with our national pride. Yeah. You're literally saying like the, and this is, this is the thing, especially in the late sixties and early seventies, this was a thing that made America great. This was impressive. This was an incredible feat. This is what made America great. And you're messing with that. This, I don't know. And you can see why nobody believes this. Because it's not the thing with a lot of this stuff, right? A lot of the paranormal or conspiracy stuff is, yeah, it's it's fun. It's interesting. And, you know, it it adds like some extra like flavor color, like even if it's it's bullshit, like there's a reason why people believe it. And yeah, this this one just kind of sucks. Right. Like it's just lame. It's not even like it doesn't add value or any any flavor to the world it, it makes right. the world substantially worse blander dude yeah it's a blander world that you've created and that's just not fun for me and that's what he's intellectually narcissistic yeah it, he, he is yeah. this is a world he can understand and he doesn't want to get outside of that yeah in, in this his is, world he's, he's got he has to put this protective shell around him you know like the ice the ice sheet that circles the planet and that is such a great way to describe his intellectual thinking it's just desolate wasteland behind this very narrow thing i can believe and that's why i was even even with he's got he's got doo-doo diaper thinking dude yeah this is doo-doo diaper thinking and even with coast to coast, I was still kind of shocked that they brought this guy on because of how ridiculous it is. Like the numerology stuff or whatever is like silly, but I guess like I sort of get it because you're not trying to put any sort of scientific foundation on it. You're just like, right. no, nah, man, it's all vibe. You just got to feel yeah. it. But this guy is trying to scientifically prove, according to him, that the earth is flat and nothing right. he's saying makes sense. Yeah. So if you want to live in the world of science, this guy sucks. If you want yeah. to live in the vibes world, then like hang out with the numerology lady and that's fine. Right. But it's just like, don't come into that space, dude. Don't yeah. try to come into that space. It's not for you. It, it doesn't add up. It doesn't track. So yeah, that's, that's the flat earth theory, Chris. So, I mean, on a scale of one to five globes, what do you give this guy? Hey, dude, I'm giving him a sucks, dude. <laughs> zero, zero. This, okay. I'll give him one because I will say that initial thinking about the world is fun. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. In terms of world building, you'll give him a point. I'll give him one point for world building. But like I said, it only, only after so long does the world lose its spice. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a, I hope he's wrong 
I'm I'm pretty damn sure he's wrong. <laughs> but my God, I hope he's wrong because this world sucks. It it does that suck. Created that I'm giving him a zero for that because like yeah. where he ends up is just such a bad place to be. But yeah, it's not it's no not, fun. It's no fun. It's no fun. Yeah, it's like oh, so this is it. This is all we got. There's I got a dome above us. We're trapped in a dome. And I hope else. there's other planets, dude. I mean, I hope we get to explore them, you know? Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that he doesn't dress as, like, SpaceX, you know, yeah. or whatever. Oh, Jeff Bezos, like, it's, it's not just all the, fake, dude. It's not that's, just the government just anymore, done. though. It it's used to done. be just the government, and now it's commercial as well. Like, yeah. you can buy a ticket to go to space. It's all, it's all fake, though, dude. I, I forgot to bring this up. There was a flat earther who tried to build his own rocket to fly up and demonstrate that the earth is flat. Cause you have to be like so high to actually see the curvature of the earth. So he actually built his own rocket and tried to do that. Guess what happened? Did he die? He blew up. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the only thought that came to my head immediately. as like, he blew himself up. He blew himself up, but you can't trust anyone else to do it. So he had to do it himself. Right. The funny that thing is. about that is that even if he had succeeded, no other flat earther would have believed him. Right. They have to do it themselves. Right. Right. This yeah. guy wasn't deep state. Imagine if he did succeed, though. What a baller that would have been. <laughs> if he built a rocket and actually he, made it. and went up and then successfully landed down and been like, it's got a curve. Dude, it's got a curve. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. It's got a Yo, it's got a curve. It's got a hell of a curve on her. I saw a whole bunch of stuff. It was insane. It yes. was, I think I may have seen a UFO from another planet. The moon is round. It's, it's round. It's there. Uh, it's a ball. But that just shows how hardcore people are about this. Yeah. Like they get in on it. Right. And it melts their brain. It melts their brain a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It really does. But again intellectually narcissistic mm -hmm. that's well, and what it, i'm diagnosing this guy with and it all comes from youtube every flat earther i've ever heard talk says their their journey started you know circa 2015 on youtube, on YouTube. right they saw these youtube right. videos and they're like that doesn't make sense because i don't know how to explain it myself all right so therefore it's wrong the internet is a blessing and a curse that's a blessing and a curse it's double-edged sword for sure you, yeah you can get weird pilled dude quick and um, if you don't have other people there around you who can be like, dude, you're not making any sense. You know, this guy is probably terminally alone. Yeah. Or with uh, now the only crowd that would accept him is other flat earthers. Yeah. And if you get enough bad information in your brain, it's, it's because who wants to be it. friends with this guy? It would be exhausting. Well, it's, it's almost like you would need some sort of like cult deprogramming at that. Point. Right. It's not necessarily as severe as a death cult, but I think the phenomenon's the same where you have so much bad information coming into your head that it like rewires the way that you see the world. Right. And you, you can't wrap your head around it being wrong after you invest so much time and energy into it. Right. But that's how it goes, man. Well, that has been the flat earth theory. Uh, I apologize for subjecting you to that, Chris. But no way, I thought, dude. Thought that it was, was worth awesome. looking into, and especially when I heard George pushing back on it, I was like, "This is so novel that we have to talk about it." 
because it never happens. It was an interesting episode and it was enlightening. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very enlightening as far as, again, this was something I'd always seen Mm -hmm. on the Internet, mostly people making fun of it. But I've never really understood what it was. And this helped give me a little bit more of a flavor of exactly what it is that people are talking about. And immediately I already thought it was ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, Oh, it's, it's a fun idea. It's a, like you said, it's a good short story, but like, I don't even think a novel could contain this thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you're probably right because I, I do think it's always worthwhile to investigate what people are actually saying and hear it from them firsthand. But you know, it's, it's, it's worth knowing how this happens as well. Like, like what brought you to this point and, right. and, you know, how much has it just completely warped your life? I, I think it's an interesting thing to look at as well. And, and this guy is pretty warped on it. Right. He drank the juice. Yeah. Big time. So this has been coast to coast PM. Hope everyone enjoyed the show. If you like the show, drop us five stars, wherever you are listening on Spotify now, which can also do ratings or Apple uh, and share it with a friend, man, you know, uh you know share the tapes as they used to say back in the day uh and come back next week for more uh inexplicable content for you this has been coast coast pm all conspiracy all the time later <laughs>